This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Joined on the Football CFB podcast by Livingston defender Ricky Lamy. Ricky, how are you? Good, mate. Good, mate. Yourself? I know, bad. Just same as you, stuck in this lockdown situation. How are you keeping yourself busy? I just um, try to keep keep on top of the fitness and um, help about running about the house. Uh, then about the housework that I'm not <laughs> as used to. So uh, just try to keep busy, mate, and keep on top of things, right? Um, I've noticed you've been playing a bit of FIFA with Tony Watt and a few others. How's that been? <laughs> I, uh, I don't, to be fair, I've, I've been getting a bit of slagging because I don't actually 100% own my own PlayStation. It's a 50-50 with my brother because he's... Uh, <laughs> so I've been getting a bit of slagging for that, but I've turned out to be one of the better ones. So, aye, he's gone all right. Keep, keep, gives you something today uh, at night. So it's a good laugh, good partner on it as well. So I enjoying it. In terms of keeping fit at the moment, Livingston not training, as, as we know, have the club set you an individual programme to keep yourself ticking over? Aye, um, just I think each player just got an individual programme. It's just a kind of basic thing for uh, every couple of days, you know, uh, some runs today and, um, you know, some, some gym work, obviously, kind of adapted to the situation in terms of a lot of bodyweight stuff and just try to make do but aye there's a few of the boys that are, are uh, got some equipment in the house and I'm lucky enough uh, my old man's got some bits and bobs in the garage to keep his cell thing there so I've managed to, to get by no bad and, and keep on top of it aye Let's talk about your start in the game you started off at Airdrie what was that like and what was your debut like what do you remember for that? Uh, well it was a, de- a debut to remember for all, all the wrong reasons uh, <laughs> I can remember it was down I'd been playing with the 19s for the first half of the season and uh, I was doing all right coming the turn of the year and, and it was kind of hinted that there was, a, I think there was a couple of injuries and then there was a suspension came in and they were struggling for numbers in terms of centre-half and left-back. So I got the nod and uh, that was me for then. So I think it was about January, February. So anyway, I went in, I think it was East Fife away, uh, quite a windy Thing uh, quite a windy Saturday afternoon, and it was I think it was Grant Adam, it was his debut as well. So uh, Granties came out, handled it outside the area, straight red, <laughs> and about the first twenty minutes or something. So I'm like, oh no! So uh, I he got a straight red, and then I think we're one 0 down for a big portion of the game, and then um, we got another red, uh, two yellows, I think it was. Uh, and so we're down to nine men and it was I think it, it was respectable I think it finished 2-0 but getting baptised in the fire eh? <laughs> From a crazy debut like that what was it like then trying to break into the team I know you had a few loan spells Bathgate, Clyde, Queen's Park East Stirling did the loan spells kind of help you develop? Uh, definitely I. Um, it was my mum and dad especially obviously my dad comes to every game home and away 
uh, and always has. So he always said to me, you know, as a young guy, you know, just get out and play. That's a bit. That's the best thing for experience, and that's what I say to any of the young boys now. Is, um, is get out and get playing games, and that was my main my main goal. I managed luckily enough obviously to get a few first team games under my belt at that age. Uh, Airdrie, as I said, you know, due to circumstances, and then got a wee run in the team. And, but then I found myself, you know, out again, and it was just a matter of going and, and getting playing. Eh? In terms of the loan spells, was it? Tough when you meant that when you were playing in sort of League Two as it is known now, was it very physical? I actually, funnily enough, I actually had a wee, it was kind of about three months, I think, in total, uh, down at Bathgate Juniors as well. So I've had a taste of kind of all levels, and there's great players even at junior level playing that uh, you can pick things up for. And again, League Two, League One, and it was it was the same, you know, there's some quality players playing at the part time level and doing leagues. and it was a matter of, but as you say, it, it was, yeah, there was some games more physical than others, and it was a good, uh, a good learning curve, I, in terms of having to stand up to it, and I've always been a, kind of, a bigger boy, uh, when I was younger, so I was, I could deal with it, not, not too bad, I, but it was some rough salaries. See, when you went to the juniors, coming from like, a professional club, how do you settle in there? Do, do they welcome you or do they kind of take the piss a wee bit because you've came to a professional club? Ah, a wee bit. It was, it was one of them, though, I think, didn't matter who you were or where you were coming from, you, you were going to get the piss out of you anyway. So, but it was, nah, there was some great characters. and um, I was actually speaking to one of the guys uh, through Facebook the other day it was, uh, that played at the juniors. He was the captain there. But it was some great guys. I, install, I still see some of them. Uh, to this day and, um, but it was as I say it was a great learning curve and even just being in that environment as well it's, it was brilliant in terms of building your, your character and your personality and it was do or die sink or swim so no it was good In terms of a junior dressing room is it different to a senior one is it more mental or is it just the same? Just the same I think it's, it doesn't matter what level it's at you always get you always get the character on it, or characters depending where you're um, but no it was my memory's terrible, but I always remember it was just uh, it was good good partner and um it was just again it was you know, travelling around the country and stuff and it was it was good uh, bunch of boys and it was only a couple of months I was there but I was, really enjoyed it. Back to Airdrie after your loan spells, getting a few more games. How do you reflect on your time at Airdrie and how did the move to Morton come about? Um it was a wee bit I don't know, probably call it maybe turbulent in terms of a couple of years I was there because as I said, breaking in at, you know, 18, 19, uh, I played a fair amount of games, you know, and then I found myself having to go out and loan and, and get the game time, which, as I said, I enjoyed everywhere that I was. Um, and as, as I say, you know, I always say that to younger players because that then led to going and playing for Jim Duffy at Clyde um, in one of the loan spells. So that kind of, if that didn't happen, then I would, I would definitely say that, that Morton wouldn't have happened. Um, so I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason and, and that was one of them. Um, going and playing, I only played, I think it was three games I played for Clyde. But again, it's building that uh, rapport with another manager and, and somebody that's well respected in the game and you do well for them and, and they, they keep you in mind. So um, when Jim Duffy got the job at, at Morton, then it was at, it was at the stage at Airdrie where I had been on loan the first half of the season at Queen's Park. Um, obviously, that was the season that finished bottom of the league two, and it was you know a difficult 
a, a difficult season for the club and we were only doing well, simple as that. And spent the start of the season to Christmas there. Went back to here in January and it was just in the transition of, of Gary Bowling replacing Jimmy Boyle at the time. So it was basically weeks apart for the new manager coming in and myself returning to the club. So it was one of the ones where I think Gary was kind of putting his own stamp and bringing some of his own players into the club. And I went back and, and didn't get a look in really. Um, which, you know, I don't hold against him or anything like that. It was just, I was still a young guy and I was going back to the club and he was trying to, you know, lift spirits and, and try and get results. So, uh, didn't appear, didn't make any appearances. I was, I was playing reserve football and trying to keep myself taking there and got to the summer and they had says that, you know, there wasn't going to be anything there for me. So, it was looking elsewhere and, and thankfully, uh, I remember it, I got a, a message from one of the guys at Clyde saying that, that Jim was looking for my number and we all went through there. In terms of Morton, people forget this a lot of the time when you went there initially, it was just a short-term deal, wasn't it? That's right, I actually I signed two six-month deals uh, initially um, because I'd, I'd went in on trial for a couple of weeks and, and Jim said that to me, you know, he says we've got quite a... Uh, a squad kind of getting assembled and, and come in and see how you can do so um, he said that to me you know see how you go and we'll give you a short term deal initially uh, six months and as I you know I felt as if you know I played almost every game I think and uh, that goes extended to that um, to the end of that season which was obviously a very successful one you mentioned the success that season how how good is it to win a league title at any level in football? Oh, massive. Uh, that'll probably be because actually I lost my my grandpa. He was the same. He came home and away every game when I was when I was six year old, right up. And um, he had a bit I don't say ill health and, and passed away that summer that I signed for him. So it was it was brilliant for me personally and for the family. And as my dad always says, you know, there's doesn't matter what level it's at, there's no many footballers out there that can say they've won a league title. So I know that's something that I'll always for up to now it's definitely the, the probably the pinnacle of my career, I definitely. What's it like playing under Jim Duffy? Obviously he was a manager that, that led you to that title. What's he like? He's known as being kinda of old school, but he's had some career and he's still doing well now with the bar. Aye, right, and no surprise. Um no surprise there. It's it's one of the ones where it's Probably not most enjoyable in terms of that, um, because I think he's you know his recruitment and his knowledge in the game and obviously his experience speaks for itself. So to assemble that squad that he did that year and, and it was pressing times for the club, obviously um, going down a level and having to push on again and it was basically as I say it was you know we had to do well, success was key. I had to harm or the club might have you know might not recover. So. I think for the job he done and uh, the guys like myself, you know, that he brought in and gave a chance and I probably think him uh, kind of rewarded his, his faith in, especially in me. Uh. Who were the big characters in the dressing room during your time at Morton? Um, I've spoken to Michael Tidsa recently and, well, and he he's spoke, one of them I actually I listened to. And he spoke obviously about yourself with a with a hairdryer and said he, he liked to borrow it a few times as well. What was he like? Aye. Um Ah, he spent just as much time in front of the mirror as me, actually. But for the time he spent in front of the mirror, he was top off. Mine was right on down my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there was 
endless amount of characters. I still keep in touch with a lot of them, especially for that first year. Um, because that, that was one of the keys to the success, you know what I mean? You had guys like Tidza, um well, he came in obviously later, but it was like uh, just endless amounts of thing. I mean, it was it was a good mix, you know what I mean? There was a wee bit of, a wee bit of everything, you know, everybody that was in the change room brought their own kind of touch and it was just some great, great, great times with great boys, aye? and it was it was brilliant that like, you can look back on it and think we created a bit of success within that. I've got to ask you about Gavin Gunning, how mental is he? <laughs> ah, he's another one. Uh, no, when I look back, it's just endless amount of characters. He's he was probably I. Uh, he's virgin on the next level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not right, but actually, I bumped into Gav. Uh, we were in had a Christmas do uh, last year in Dublin. And I bumped into him. He was strolling down the main street in Dublin with a morph suit on. <laughs> uh, so I thought nothing surprises you. So it was good to bump into him. But uh, he's a unique guy. A uh, different class. In terms of the League One campaign, some senior players in the team as well, obviously Peter McDonald. Just how good was he to have around the team, considering what he'd achieved in football? Yeah, he was another one. He was um, in different class. You know, he probably, in terms of movement, in terms of kind of knowledge and uh, thing up front, he was probably, you know, one of the best of I've uh, played against and, and played with in terms of striker. You know, he's always playing. And you never, he's never ever switched off, you know, he's always, but he lulls into that sense he is, and then the next thing he's away, and that's the sign of a good striker, but he's done it at all, the, you know, top level, and when he came in, he was obviously uh, carrying a few niggles as well, but he was always uh, model pros, and always turned up and produced the goods, and I think he's probably a club legend, eh? but I always remember, I took a sore one off from uh, on the opposite side when I was at Airdrie actually at Capulank it was a 4-5-0 shot and uh, him and Colin McMenamin were up, was up front that was a, a deadly duel uh, that I had to face when you get promoted obviously you've had some really good spells with Morton you've challenged for promotion in terms of the playoffs you got to a National Cup semi-final just describe those few years playing under Duffy at Morton when things were going really well Brilliant, aye, it was, um, as I say, I think it was probably an aspect of the players that he brought into the club, you know, year in, year out, and the additions that we made, loan additions and stuff, and it just kept adding to the success, and I think that, you know, as you mentioned there, it's to get to a League Cup semi-final, you know, that's no mean feat, and uh, that was a brilliant achievement, and then, you know, going and challenging at the right end of the league in terms of playoffs and stuff, and it was just, it was it was kind of that, at one point, I think, still to this day, um, teams coming to Capo, you know, you felt as if you could beat anybody. I remember Motherwell coming in, we absolutely, you know, uh, we battered them uh, in the Cup and, and other teams, you know what I mean? It was just, you felt as if nobody wants to come here and play us, and it was that kind of, always a hard place to come and we're always set up well and we're always a threat. So, no, it was just I season in, season out, you felt it was a, uh, we could go and kick on. You mentioned the power of capital there. Just how good a stadium is it to play your football at? Ah, it's brilliant. Uh, obviously, 
it's one of the ones that's uh, two ends of the spectrum, you know, when you're not producing the goods, you know about <laughs> it, but when you're doing well, you definitely know about it too, so uh, you take the good for the bad, but there was certainly, there was more good than bad uh, with my time at the club, and I'm thankful for that, and it was a brilliant, I always remember, I take that to the grave, you know, the day that we seemed to leak a league title on the last day in the pitching division and all that, and the stands were absolutely packed, it was brilliant. I want to ask you about playing in the Championship because when you were at Airdrie in your loan spells, it was always League One or League Two. See, when you went up to the Championship, was it a was it a step up in terms of speed of the game, physicality? What changed? I think that what I always say, and especially I noticed taking that step up again to the SPL for the Championship. But at the time going for League One to Championship, that had obviously been my first my first kind of taste. Um, obviously played briefly for Airdrie in the, the old First Division. But taking that step up and playing week in, week out, it was, it was that. As I say, there's quality players at every level, but there's more quality players in each team when you step up and st- make that step up. And I think that it's probably the best thing that ever happened for me and personally because as a defender, I think when you play against the better players, you've got no option. You either sink or swim. You know what I mean? You step up to the challenge or you don't make the grade. And I felt as if it improved me massively as a player. Uh, being up against the better players and, and playing against the better teams and you had to lift your game, simple as that. The season you were going for the, the playoffs and you ultimately play against Dundee United, is that your, your obviously I know it'll not maybe top one in the league because that's a trophy and the pitch invasion in the scenes, but in terms of consistency, is that your best season at Morton? Aye, and I always remember, uh, actually I never usually get emotional on a football pitch, but I remember being at Dana Dice that night um, the second playoff game and actually it was a wee bit you know, I had a lump in my throat because I thought yeah, that could have were just margins away for being kind of, an ultimate kind of exceptional season but aye, it was brilliant some of the results some of the things that season was, it was just it was different class I remember you know even going away Easter Road and things like that and you were you, were, you know you weren't just in games you were steam steamrolling teams uh, that you weren't expected to and we just we kept on kicking on and doing well and as I say it was just really unfortunate it was it sounds daft saying it in terms of the aggregate score but I thought you know the Dundee United the two legs you know at Capo could have went either way and then up there I thought we were in the game for a massive part of it, even though the scoreline maybe wouldn't reflect that I want to ask you about what it's like playing in those Renfrewshire Derby games. The 4-1 games, one of those memories Morton fans will never forget. What was it like? It was just different class, eh? It was one of the ones where you get the games maybe a handful of times in a season where you think every single person on the pitch is right at it. And I, and I always remember it. That was the same that night. You know, It was like, need they put a, a, a toe to the line that was everybody was at it, everybody was up for it, and it just all got a tiny place. And uh, no, it was it was brilliant, brilliant results, and you know some of them didn't go for us, but uh, there was some great memories for them home and away. I but brilliant games to play. I want to ask you about that season with the cup semi final, and I want to ask you about Kudos. Tids are obviously told the story of having Michael Doyle. What kind of character was Kudos from your perspective? Well, brilliant. Nah, he was uh, he's a great big guy. I it was one of the ones who came into the club and as a kind of unknown and. But again, I great character and uh, he's funny, funny big guy and a, a right good player on his day. Was uh, he seen it in spells? You know, he had these injuries and stuff. 
but uh, but I he's a great guy. I've still got him on social media and that and as well. In terms of Jim Duffy, see in terms of how as a manager, he seems quite calm, cool and collected, but could he could he give you the kind of hairdryer treatment if you had to? I I folk have asked me that. To be fair, I think he's one of the ones where when you look at the kind of old school characters in the game and it's they just need to look at you a certain way and you know they're not happy with you. So <laughs> it was one of the ones if you go to death there you knew. But um I he was he was always, you know, verbal outside of the pitch in terms of instructions and stuff, but only a handful of times that I can recall in my four years at the club that um seen him proper losing it. Um but aye, as I say, it wasn't it was few and far between. As I said, it was it was probably because it was uh, a decent bit of success, so it, it wasn't maybe required a lot, but when it was, I could certainly you certainly got the wrath of One of the partnerships, and I'm not just saying this because you're on, I said it in big time as well, when you two were partnered together for Morton, I felt that was the best centre-defensive partnership in the league. Um, it was consistent and you knew what you were getting from it. See, in terms of playing alongside him, did you just feel that your game your games naturally suited each other's? I think so, I I think um, we were, we were uh, quite close off the pitch and we knew each other's games and obviously, as Jim Duffy always says to me as well, it's uh, having a left-sided and a right-sided centre-half partnership is always quite important in terms of the balance. So I think that worked for us and I think that, um, as I say, you know, it was, we kind of knew each other's strengths and we, we worked to that. Maybe, maybe no speaking about it beforehand, but I think we just knew in our heads that, you know, Tam was always on the front foot going and attacking the ball and I knew to cover and vice versa. And I think that having the two is, you know, in terms of set pieces and stuff as well, it worked well. I always take credit of dragging away centre-half for him score the goals that he did that season and it was, uh, it was just that. It was a good run in the team, a good partnership and one that I think was aye, it was always a decent success, and you always felt as if uh, you you were you know it was, you were hard to beat. And it was a good back line. Aye. The last season under Duffy was ultimately a disappointing season um, for yourself. You were attracting lots of interest, as we know. Um, in terms of moving on, was it just the sort of natural thing to do, considering you'd been there for four years? <sighs> kind of fair. I thought at the time. Actually, I, sp- I spoke to Jim at the time, and he was. Pr- that's one thing I always say to people: is always black and white uh, with a gaffer, and it was it was exactly that at the time. You know, it's always you speak to him man to man and uh, about your career and about your thing and and whatever. And he was always, you know, always hundred percent honest with you in his opinion, and, and that's what I always respect and appreciate about him. So it's one of the ones where I actually went and. You know, it was as you say, it was a disappointing season, and it was a wee bit of kind of uh, a wee bit of transition within the club, uh, or you felt as if it was that way anyway. So I spoke to the gaffer at the end of the season, or towards the end of the season, and I had said that it was. I'd obviously I'd loved my time at the club, and if uh, if there was a deal there, obviously hundred percent, you know, consider staying on at the club with a gaffer and. But I, I kind of hinted at the fact that, you know, I gave up my studies at university for to come full-time at Morton and I had never got back to finish them off. So 
I was getting to that point where I thought, you know, I think I was like 24, turning 25, and I thought, I'd like to get that finished off, so I've got that behind me. And I was even looking down the route and maybe going part-time and, and going back studying full-time and, and getting that done, and then maybe if it was a full-time opportunity, then take it back up. So I, was, I had all this in my mind, and then uh, obviously what happened happened at the club uh, with the gaffer, and yep. uh, we went through there kind of thing, eh? In terms of Livingston, was getting the chance to, to play in the top flight a big attraction? Definitely, I. Um, I think that I was actually on holiday with my missus and it was, it was terrible because we were, where we were, it was the Wi-Fi in the hotel was horrendous. And uh, I was getting updates and stuff and I got a, a text message to say that they were interested and obviously I think I had a couple of days of holiday left so I was, I was delighted and Obviously, there was the promotion and, and how they done it was uh, well covered. And I'd actually went, um, my fiance, she actually stays in Livingston. So I'd actually went to the, the Party Thistle playoff game with him. It was obviously a midweek game. So we just went down to take the game in. And a uh, brilliant game. Obviously, a great result for Livy. So I'd watched that and then we were away in holiday. So when I got the text message it came through, I thought, you know, as you say, it's probably it's one of the ones where you get the chance to go and play at top flight and you grab it with both hands. When you went into Livingston, your manager obviously for a brief spell was Kenny Miller. What was that like? I was brilliant, obviously. Uh, growing up, I was watching a lot of him uh, in a blue jersey, so it was one of the ones where I had Kenny grew up going and watching the games and, and he was one of the top men, so Again, it was it was brilliant to, to get to work with him. And I think that, you know, the standards um, at training and, and running about the place was, was you know, up top because of obviously the stature and, and who he is. So it was great. And I think that, you know, he's, he's coaching and his visions and stuff. And, and I, that's why now that I see, obviously, he's, he's doing really well, really well abroad. And I'm sure he'll, he'll go on to have a great career in, in the coaching side of things or management, whatever he decides, because I think he's he was really hands-on and really enthusiastic about it. He's replaced by Gary Holt, who's done an incredible job with the club. He's a flying high, not just last season, but this season as well. How good has it been playing under Gary Holt? Because your, your defensive kind of shape seems to, to suit everybody really well. And, and Lyndon Dix, this season, you've got a striker that's causing every team, especially Celtic, problems. Aye, aye, aye. The big man's came in and um, slotted, right into the, slotted right into the frame. As you say, you know, it's, it's always been that kind of back line, uh, back five last year and predominantly a back four this year where it's, it's always been a solid foundation. And then, obviously, we've had some good goalkeepers as well, give them their credit. Um, Liam Kelly, you know, Ross Stewart came in, and obviously Big Matty came up for Aston Villa as well. Uh, Robbie's came in, uh, you know, recently. So it's always been a great foundation as the team to go and build on. And we're really industrious, and, and uh, we work hard, and we're hard to beat. But it's one of the ones where, you know, there's... There's been there's real quality sprinkled through the team today, and that's why obviously we've went on to, to go and pick up the results that we have this season, especially with some of the performances. I think we've shocked a lot of people because everybody knows or they seem to know what we're all about. But in terms of our 
our industry and our, our hard working and, and obviously how we set up. But I think um, a lot of people forget the the quality that we've got in, in abundance, you know, especially at the top end of the pitch to go and make things happen. Some of the goals we've scored and some of the performances we've put on in, in different clubs. I need to ask you about what it's like playing on the sort of plastic pitch. Is that something that bothers you at all? Uh, no, me personally. Maybe my hips and my knees might say differently <laughs> in about five, ten years' time. But, uh, nah, listen, I, I think it's they're great surfaces, especially, uh, well, things might change now in, in terms of the league setup. But for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. You know, when you play, you go through the winter period of the, of the season. And you're going and, and playing on grass pitches, and it's it just ruins the spectacle of the game. I think uh, that's just my personal opinion, but I think it does, and it can ruin games. And I think with the the as long as it's a good standard yeah, artificial surface, um, if it's a good quality one, I think in terms of playing the ball in the deck, I think the spectacle you know goes up through the roof. In terms of a game, I know and understand where teams who play on the grass pitches. With maybe their opinions will differ because they're not getting to play on it as often, so it's a, a nearly an alien surface to them, which is why obviously I, I can understand totally how they've maybe got a, an issue with them. But I, I think to be honest, you know, when you train on it every day and you play on it, you get used to it, and I think it, it's a great surface for moving the ball on. And um, as I say, it's I would certainly take one of them or a, a cut up uh, grass pitch in the middle of December. <laughs> in terms of this season I know um, two guys I want to ask you about Marvin Bartley who obviously came in this summer big character and Effie Ambrose were you shocked when the club signed him because it came out of nowhere aye that's it um, it's it's one of the ones it shows you know that the attraction of the club in terms of where you're sitting in the league table and how that can influence people their decision but you know in terms of big Marv as well he's, he's He's been a, a catalyst for the team this year. I think. Um, I think he's. I'm right in saying he's played, played. I think every single game, uh, which for a 54 year old's no bad, no bad going. You know what I mean? He's he's doing well to be fair, the big man. I think he's broke. His phone's broke actually. I texted him the other day. He's texting back. But uh, no, a great character, and um, he's he's run it really. We've we've had that since I've been at the club, even though it's only been two years. It's a great, great bunch of boys and great characters in the dressing room. And I think that, you know, the big man came in and, and added to that straight away. And he's, he's been a real role model as well for the younger guys. You know, experienced pro, does everything the right way. And he's even obviously gone in and, and helping. He takes the reserves as well. He's been doing really well with the young boys too. So, no, a great influence about the club and um, he's been brilliant. In terms of the success you've had at Livingston, Beating Celtic the couple of times has been obviously it's made all the headlines. What were those games like to play in? Because you just every time you've played Celtic, especially at home, you've caused them chaos time and time again. Aye, I think it's um, it's testament to as I say the the hard work and stuff. And I think you know as I say it's it's always nice to go out and, and get a, a shock result. But I think you know some of the results that we've picked up have been brilliant and. Even going away to Parkhead and picking up points, it's, mm. it's no mean feat, you know. There's no many teams I'll go to Parkhead and pick up points. So, no, it's, but in terms of in getting to play in them, you know, you recall the games, obviously beating Celtic 2 0, and then 
again to last year, you know, beating Rangers at home and it's just it's brilliant occasions and it's brilliant things that you always stick in your mind. But um no, it's, it just goes to show as I say how, how far how far the teams came in. Um what I wanted to ask you about was the future. Obviously you're doing really well at the club. You are been linked with other moves in terms of the future for yourself. Are you just looking to be as consistent as you possibly can and just see where things take you in the future? Because Livingston's been great for you so far. Aye, that's it, mate. Um, I think that's that's been my kind of attitude right throughout my career. You know, if you do, do your bit in the pitching and things will fall into place, and you whether it's you know another contract or or, or elsewhere or whatever, um, if you do your bit. In, you're a good professional, then things will fall into place for you. So, um, aye, as you say, it's it's all consistency is uh, the name of the game, and I think that um, as I mentioned earlier, taking that step up, there was a wee transition period where you know I had a kind of wee change of position last year in terms of playing a wee bit wider, yeah, back five. I think I managed to you know uh, bed myself in there pretty well and was happy with my performances and then again this year getting a wee bit better run uh, and it's my what I would say is my mere natural centre half position and uh, getting a good run in there and I, I, I'm really pleased with my performances uh, and my consistency levels so it's just all about keeping that going and see what it holds yeah. I'd like to finish by around the quick fire questions, first of all who's the best players you've played with? With. Oof, I couldn't single out one. Uh, there's plenty. There's the uh, putting me on the pre- under pressure here. Um, I think that technically one on one, I would. I hate going one on one and I drill with Steve Ellis. Uh, I think he's like uh, he's Hamilton's answer to Messi. I really thought. <laughs> Best players you've played against? Hate it. Plenty of against most people one and one, but the wee man's got the dancing feet, eh? <laughs> Best players you've played against? Against, uh, I always remember actually, Cup game. I was talking about that actually last night on the PlayStation Cup game at Parkhead uh, for Morton. It was actually the bad snow, if you can remember. Yep. We, we, we couldn't train, we had to go to Parkhead. And, um, the first half wasn't too bad. It was just Moussa Dembele's self. And then the second half, they introduced Edwards to come on and be his pal. So, I, I don't think he'll play... His, uh, well, you never know, but I don't think he'll play, his, uh, play against a good a good front two, is that? What would you, would you say is the best manager you've had in your career so far, just for you personally, in terms of giving you that kind of start in the game or, or getting the best out of you? I think, um, I think that, of, obviously, for it, the, the longest period of time and the most successful period of time would be would have to be the gaffer uh, Jim Duffy I think um, the success we had at the club and uh, the fond memories that I had is, is, is part of that as well and I think um, gave me that opportunity when uh, I was at Kenny as I say you know that kind of transitional period in my career as well as still as a young guy and, and going give me that platform to go and kick on um, was, was brilliant I What's been your favourite stadium to play at so far? Uh, always say, you know, uh, as I said, growing up, going and going to some of the games um, to go and play at Ibrox was brilliant. Obviously, had a couple of opportunities at Morton when 
when Rangers won the championship and and then again, you know, some cup games. But um, for the past two seasons, to go and, and play league fixtures there was always a dream. You know, to go and, and go toe for toe in a, a league campaign. So always enjoy enjoy the occasions there. Have you got a bogey stadium that you just have never really had a good game at? Just maybe years ago, juniors or lower leagues? Um, there isn't one that springs to mind. I don't think... I think I'm right in saying I've played in every stadium now, but I don't... Um, in terms of what jumps to mind, I don't think we've... Uh, I don't think we've beat Aberdeen in the past two seasons. Uh, so it's in terms of a, a team, maybe I... I'd maybe give him the nod. Um few questions that are only linked to football. First of all, beach holiday or city break? Uh, my missus would probably say city break, but I'd go beach all day long. <laughs> I'm not actually a big fan of the beach. I just like, like the sun. Um, Favourite band? Oh, that's a good one. Um, it's between two, so I'll give you two of them I mentioned. Probably between the Carols and Arctic Monkeys. Oh, great shouts. Um, Favourite film? Another good one. Um, trying not to be predictable, but I think it'll have to be in Gold Step Brothers. Fair play. Stupid, um, stupid sense of humour. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, you played obviously at Morton for your longest spell so far. If you had to make a five-a-side team from players you had at Morton, who'd be in it? Oh, that's putting me on the spot. There'd be a few unhappy characters here. But um, big safe hands is guaranteed a spot. Uh, big Gaston in the nets. Uh, do I need to put myself in this? No, it's up to you. You can if you want. Oof. Um, I think. Oh, there's too many. I'll need to go for four strikers so then they'll agree. Nah, I'd go. I, I'd say. Too many, too many. You could get a, an argument. You'd need to get a, a, a three-way fight between uh, Dick McManus, Pizzo, Big Denny Johnson, get them in a ring. If you, put those, front. <laughs> if you put those three in and you've got Gaston, who else are you putting in to finish the team off? Uh, I'll stick uh, I'll stick John Scullion in to sweep up behind them for the long-range shots. <laughs> last question I've got for you is the game is dominated obviously by Mourinho, Klopp, Guardiola all these kind of managers if you could pick one to play for which one would you pick and why? That's a great question actually um, I think just in pure um, personal terms I think that I think technically and for the to advance your game I think that Guardiola would be the top man. But I think, for me personally, the interaction he has with his players, I think the bond he has with his players, um, I think Klopp, Klopp would get the nod down. Sounds great. Vicky, thanks for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime, mate. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the 
ocean I will make her hold me 